0: The very first words of the Bible read, In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. That's Genesis 1-1. And it's not only the first sentence in the Bible, it's the first recorded act of God that has been revealed to us, His creation. But a fundamental question arises from this text. Who is God? But before we venture into the rest of the Bible to answer this question, we really mustn't miss a really important truth from this text. Whoever God is, it's clear that He wants us to know Him. He is revealing things about Himself that could only be known if they are told by Him. So God, from the very beginning, is the unfathomable creator of all things who desires to be known by His creation. This is what theologians refer to as the incomprehensibility and knowability of God. The incomprehensibility of God refers to the ways in which God is simply beyond our understanding. Think about God being completely and fully sovereign and yet still creating humans to be responsible. And the knowability of God refers to the ways in which we can know God by what he has revealed to us. This self-revelation is understood in the Bible by two categories, general revelation and special revelation. First, and quite simply, general revelation is how we can know of God's existence by what we see and experience in God's creation and as God's creation. This general knowledge of God that is given to all people is what the Apostle Paul is talking about in Romans chapter 1, verses 19 and 20, where he says, For what can be known of God is plain to them, because God has shown it to them. For his invisible attributes, namely his eternal power and divine nature, have been clearly perceived ever since the creation of the world in the things that have been made. But this knowledge is simply not enough. We should not be content to simply know of God. Paul ends Romans chapter 1 with verse 20 with the indictment that this knowledge of God means we are without excuse. Well, an excuse for what? What Paul wants us to see is not that it's a bad thing to know of God, but that knowing of God should create within us a desire to know God personally. We know this to be true because of God's special revelation. The special revelation, then, is God's specific desire in being known. Now, I do want to make it clear that we can only know God specifically because of what he has spoken to us, what he himself revealed by his own breath, meaning we can only find God's special revelation in his word, the Bible. That means we are not free to create a view of God that he himself has not revealed to us. So, what has he revealed? Well, while there is much revealed in the Bible about God's character and attributes, one of the main themes, if not the main theme, of the entire Bible is God's desire for his creatures, us, to be brought back into a relationship with our Creator. A quick reminder, the story of Genesis continues with the fall of mankind into sin and rebellion against their perfect, holy Creator God. And yet... In God's infinite goodness, he provides a way for his creation to be restored. It comes through the sacrifice of his Son, Jesus, according to his grace. This is why the Apostle Paul tells us in 1 Timothy 2, 4 and 5, that God desires all people to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. For there is one God, and there is one mediator between God and men, the man Christ Jesus. Special revelation is God's divine guidance into the way of salvation. That is the way that we, his creatures, are to return to him in a restored relationship and walk with him in a way that pleases him. So, the God of the Bible, the one true living God, has revealed himself to be creator, redeemer, God. Incomprehensible in all of his ways, and yet desiring to be known by those whom he loves.